0: week on the Erotic Awakening Podcast, Polyamory in the Round, Part 2. So, hi Don. Hi Dan. Today we actually have a few people in the room with us today and this was caused by you going back and listening to episode number one. It is. So it's actually
1: on my um, my bucket list, my 101 goals and 1001 days list to go back and listen to uh, all of our podcasts and it's been uh, seven and a half years. Uh, since we started the podcast, so I started with number one and I'm like, oh, that, that's been a long time ago. We need to do an update. So, because, uh, uh, we're saying we've only been in it for nine years. Karen's saying like a little over two or three or something like that. And, and Lynn is saying a little over one and, you know, and here it is 2016. That was in 2009. And um, we're all still going strong, so it's kind of neat. We're all still poly
0: and still doing this. Yep. So uh, joining us in studio tonight is uh, Lynn from episode number one, Karen from episode number one. Julian, who was not part of that podcast, he did not exist, <laughs> but he certainly, well, you probably existed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he came out fully formed in November. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was certainly part of your current polyamory landscape. Yes. So
1: We had someone downstairs that was on number one as well, but I wasn't able to find her or get up with her, so that would be neat, but, yeah, but okay. That's, okay. that's okay. Now,
0: before we get in, that is our topic, and that is pretty much all we're going to talk about tonight, but unfortunately, guest, uh, we do have to surprise you with, we are going through 101 sex questions. You're here, yes. so you're going to have to participate in a couple of these really quickly. We'll start with Karen. Oh, Karen, gosh, what kind of underwear do you wear? <laughs> The kind that covers things. (laughs) (laughs) Julian, do you ever go commando? No, I do not. I'm kind of curious why. (laughs) Have you ever had a wet dream or orgasmed in your sleep?
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those are fun and scary. Yes, they are. (laughs) They are kind of scary, but they're fun. And finally, Dawn, Uh how big
0: is your penis? (laughs)
1: Which one? Uh, there's two I have
0: access to. <laughs> yeah, from which bag? Well three, and,
1: well, three if you count the strap one.
0: And that probably, the virgin strap one, actually. The fact that you have multiple penises will lead us into our conversation about polyamory tonight. <laughs> So Don you were telling me on episode 1 we were much younger and fresher oh, I, into this whole polyamory Yeah,
1: thing. I thought it was kind of neat because for one it was an audio call, right? So the the technology that we were using for our first episode kind of left a lot to be desired and you and I were talking really slow. We didn't have a lot of animation in our voice mm-hmm. and you know, and then I'm listening to what we're talking about and you know, all of us were so Still kind of new in it. I mean, you and I had been in the longest, but we were still new to the whole poly thing instead of the co thing, which is what we had been doing, which is where you and I dated somebody together. So we had just decided to, you know, leave co amory behind and go into poly a couple years before, you know, right as Karen came in. And um, so it was kind of neat to hear us talk about jealousy and stuff, what, seven and a half years ago. Well, now we're all at a point where we've experienced other relationships. Right. Not only are you and Karen still together. Me and you are still together. Lynn has a new partner that's been long term. You guys have been together for
3: seven years. Seven <laughs> years, it's
1: right after that podcast. So, and experiencing and dating other people yes. at times. And you know, I've got a boyfriend of what three years at this point. And because we talked mm-hmm. on that first one, one of the topics was about how Dawn was, how I was a non-practicing polyamory person, and that confused some of the people on the phone because I was with you and poly, but non-practicing because I didn't have another partner. So that became a little conversation on its own about so, how I could still be poly,
0: but not so have So, let's start partner. there. So, mm-hmm. Lynn, Julian, Lynn, you were with us seven years ago. You had a partner of a year at that point, I think. And when we first brought up this topic, you said you were, how, what, how do you define, are you, are you currently practicing the polyamory? Currently,
4: at this point, we have a polyamorous, non-sexual partner.
3: Who lives with us. Who
4: lives with us and who's lived with us for about three years now. Okay. With Julie and I. Did you expect seven years ago to
0: have have that situation where somebody... Did you have any part of it, somebody living with you, a
4: non-sexual relationship? No, that's not what I was expecting at all. I was expecting sex and more sex and... Sex. <laughs> Funny how and it love. doesn't happen yeah, it yeah. Doesn't. <laughs> and, and, and reality is that, that things evolve as they do, and all turns out beautiful. Yeah. And there's love. Good. Good.
0: So, so Julian, um, do you find that... And now, granted, you, you weren't on that first episode, but... As you mentioned, you've been about seven years now with Lynn, and have you were you thinking maybe at the beginning that there would be a point where polyamory was just how you started, but if you're going to be in a long-term relationship, that it ends up monogamy is probably how things turn out.
3: No, um when I came uh met Lynn I had been in a monogamous relationship for eighteen, nineteen years. Mm. I had just was in the process of coming out uh being separated and getting a divorce and all I really knew was uh monogamy. And the only poly I really knew about was in the Robert Heinlein books where he mm-hmm. that was a thread in there. Um and then I met Lynn and I think within two weeks of our initially starting to talk to each other. Well, we did the... We were flirting online, then we started talking to each other on the phone. That's when I found out Lynn was doing Polly, and she had another couple that was uh, in her life and then a young lady that was also in your life um, at the oh, time.
1: I remember. Okay, I remember her.
3: Um, yeah. and I was very open to it, wanted to explore it. And, um... Look for opportunities. Mm-hmm. Still,
0: mm-hmm. Karen. Uh, two years ago, I was your only polyamorous partner. Two years ago, seven years ago, seven. when you were two years <laughs>
2: in <right? laughs>
0: at that point, and here it is, uh, seven years later, and I'm still your only polyamorous partner, right?
2: <laughs> Wrong.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're not mine either. So, but Karen's got a few. <laughs> Yeah, I was just trying to think back. I mean, holy cow, that feels like such a long time right? ago. Right, right. Um, so probably shortly after that would have been when Chris came along, because he's been around seven and a half, it was seven years in April. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Pittsburgh Chris for Pittsburgh, podcast yes, listeners. sorry,
2: Pittsburgh Chris. Um, and he's still there. Um And then we would have done our commitment ceremony after that. So we had our commitment ceremony about two and a half years. Yeah, Dan and I. (laughs) Sorry, I'm pointing at Dan right now. (laughs) Um, And so that was seven years, eight years ago, something like that. And
0: I would say maybe one of the major things in your life is that you were no longer with the partner that you started
2: with oh yeah and i've been divorced since then. He's I mean, downstairs cow, too. <laughs> yeah you might today i don't think so but yeah, yeah so i was married when we did this podcast the first time mm-hmm. and we're no longer married still a part of each other's lives but no longer married we have a grandbaby now um and then i have for the last i guess almost six months now another partner who's been around and I think going to be in this for quite the long haul too. So, and I'm feeling very complete with three. Three mm. seems to be my number.
0: And so that's the one why, and I just want to open this up to you guys to talk about, where at the beginning, in this, this podcast we did seven years ago, I feel like we were much more coming at it from a perspective of adventuring into this new thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you have two years under your belt, it's still very new and it's still just getting started, and right?
1: Now, now it feels a little more mature. Yeah, that's a good word for it. I mean, there's still adventure, but it feels a little more mature, like we've accomplished a lot. And, and I'm not trying to, to ask the universe for any lessons or anything. I try to watch <laughs> what I say. But it feels a little more solid and not so scary. I, I think
0: one of the big differences for me, and I'm curious about your guys' feelings about this, is recently someone came in new into my life. Right, I have a new partner, and we're still trying to determine what that is. But it wasn't like this sit-down and review our agreements, and cry, and have the gnashing of teeth sort of thing. It was, one of the changes for me is that over this seven-year gap of time, we've developed more faith in polyamory, that as things come up, we'll figure
2: out how to deal with it. What Mm -hmm. do you guys think about that? I love that. That's very true. I mean, I think it's just, the foundation is in place. And I think it's been, I mean, well. So, Dan and I will have been together 10 years in October. Another big change for us is the three of us, Dan, Don, and Karen, mm-hmm. <laughs> moved in together a year ago. It's been a year now. Yeah, a exactly change, a And it was such a smooth transition. And I really attribute that to the fact that we had nine years of foundation building leading up to that. I mean, it was a lot of work. It was a, <laughs> a lot, lot of more work. work in the beginning than in the last maybe five years, but... Um, tons of work, on and we were all willing to do that work. And I think I too often see people that it becomes tough or difficult, or the emotions get hard. The NRE wears off. The NRE, so NRE now it's wears the work. off. Yeah. And and they're like, Ooh, I'm out. Like this isn't fun, or this right. isn't. And well, yeah, it's not always going to be fun, but it's sure is how worth it. I mean, when I think back on where we were. 10 years ago, <laughs> to where we right. are today, all the amazing things we would have missed out on had we not been willing to do that hard work. Oh, Ginger the Polly Puppy. Ginger the Polly Puppy. <laughs> and I find now, as new things start, it's not that hard of work anymore. And so, Dan, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. I mean, we've been through those trials and errors and the things that didn't work well for us and the things that we did wrong, quote-unquote wrong. Actually, the topic at poly Columbus this week is... The myth of polyperfection. <laughs> That's know? why. And I'm really Big sad Zee I have his to wife miss it. Coming. Okay. Yeah, I'm really sad I have to miss that because it's so true. I think people think it's this perfect little, you know, and it's not. I mean, there's a lot of trial and error that gets yeah. you there.
0: Yeah, and and I want I mean, to hear from you guys. But the, the funny thing about that is, if you I, there's a particular polyamory message board that I that I check daily, and every single post except for on Monday is here's what's wrong with polyamory. Here's why I'm hurting. Here's why my partner hurt me. Here's why it's not working. Right. Well, that's logical. That's why people post. Monday they make a thread, good poly moment, right? Where they force people to say the good stuff. But you're right. So, Lynn, what do you
4: do you have? No, faith? I would. I would agree because we have it. It's not just the maturity of it, but it's the whole aspect of of working through it. Because you're right. It is not perfect, and no relationship is perfect there is no such thing as a perfect relationship and i think in poly we talk more about it and we're willing to work through some of those difficult situations and that's what makes it makes it so beautiful Mm -hmm.
2: and i feel like our transitions in and sometimes out of relationships are a billion times smoother Mm -hmm. Because of that, I uh, I actually had someone that um, I started dating almost a year ago, and it didn't quite work out. And because of the way we all handled it, which was basically with love and compassion, and it's like, you're a wonderful person, it's just not the right thing for me. And we're all still very much in each other's lives. We're friends, we're close, we have conversations. They're actually now staff. We
1: love staff.
2: And I don't think I could have done that 10 years ago. (laughs) That would have been, or seven years ago. That would have been, Mm -hmm. it would have been scary, it would have been hard, it would have handled it horribly. It would have, you know, and so I'm just, I feel like all of these building blocks have led to really smooth transitions. It doesn't mean they aren't still painful and hard and Mm -hmm. all of that, but they, happen in a way that relationships Mm -hmm. are saved, I guess.
1: Well, (laughs) well, even, um, I mean, I've been with Big D for over, um, three years now, and, um, but even the, the person that I was with before him, so, uh, G, (laughs) um, ran into him a couple of nights ago at the space, right? A couple of weeks ago, I guess it was, at the space. Hadn't seen him for two years, and it was still, I don't think I could have handled that just a few years ago, of just running into him cold like that, Mm -hmm. and, um, but, uh, we hugged we said hello there were smiles he introduced me to his new his, his new person in his life they're monogamous now and and you know so things like that so even just maturing as a person has helped with mm-hmm. um with
0: things like that what about language in the last 7 years what have you, what has changed for you language wise like do you do like Perhaps seven years ago, Don said like, prior to that that we identified as coamorous, right? Mm-hmm. And then later we would have identified as this or that or this label or this style of polyamory. Have you found that those labels have changed for you as time's gone by or perhaps you're just less attached to those labels or do you still find it valuable to identify yourself as relationship style X?
1: It um, goes um,
0: quiet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I,
3: go, go go on. Um, okay, so I'll go. Um, in the current dynamic that we have, the three of us are living together, and it's like it was a fantasy, you know. Three's company, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, here's one man to him, and the thing is, is so. And with one partner, we're, uh, it's we're more like brother and sister than anything else, and we care about each other. And then, and there's a different kind of love there that that I have with Lynn. And there's physical components that I of love that I have with Lynn that I don't have with my other partner. And yet, other people look at us, and uh, you know, they think we're all having sex with each other, and you know, and they're really surprised to find out that that we're not. And I'm going, I remember looking at that label. What do we say that we're doing? Do we call her her roommate? Or she's, you know, the third wheel? Uh, No, but, you know, (coughs) she's another partner of ours. Mm -hmm. And the three of us are cohabitating. And, you know, I found that, you know, that label thing, I think that's a very, something you do very early on. It's like, where do I, f- you're trying to figure out where you fit in. Yeah. And then I think it, you know, like with anything that you do, whether it's coming into the kink world, coming into the poly world, coming into the recovery world, it's going to take you five to seven years to figure out where you really stand with that because you, don't, you haven't had the experiences yet to see how that culture applies to you. And you have to figure out, do I like this? Do I like that? And, you know, what's important here? And, you know How do I define myself? Does it matter how other people see me? And, and there's a maturity that happens with that over time. And I think the longer you do it, um, the less important some things are.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, label-wise, there's some people that'll look at, at me, Dan, and Karen and say, we're a triad. You know, so maybe you got, I don't know if um, some people look yeah. at you guys and say, you know, maybe you're a triad. And, and I'll be like, no, we're not a triad, we're a V. Right? Me and Karen don't have a relationship. And they're like, but you guys own a house together and a dog <laughs> together. And, uh, and I'm like, but that's not how I label triad. And then, yeah, you, you kind of grow out of the labels, though. You know, yeah. it, it kind of gets to the point of, okay, I, I don't think it's a triad, maybe, I sort, I don't know. But I don't know what the hell it is. So, you know, forget the labels. I, I don't know what to label yeah. it. We own a house together. Well,
3: I just kind of want to come back to the previous question because I never got a chance to, to answer in terms of, The approach, the level of maturity that we have, and it's the big thing that I've told every partner that I've ever had, and this comes from my recovery background, is that when I approach a relationship, you know, it's all wonderful when like the NRE is there and you're talking and you can't, you don't see anything wrong about each other, and the thing that I'm, I'm waiting for the first speed bump. And it's very important for me to see how the other person handles the speed bump because that shows me where they are with their relationship skills. Mm -hmm. And it's like, (laughs) then I go, okay, do I want to invest time and effort in it? But the other thing that happens with that is so I get to see where I am with my relationship skills. I get to see the trust in the relationship because it's like, okay, um, you know, some things are going wrong, I skin my knee, there's a health crisis, the kid needs something or other, you know, it, life is happening. And how are you dealing with that? And I get, to tr- I get to find out that there's a trust there with my partner because they're consistent in terms of how they show up. I get to find out where my consistency is and I find out, but you know what, I've gone through a lot of hard things in the last 20 years. <clears throat> I'm still here, and I've learned I can trust myself Mm. because I show up for those things. And and that's important for me in terms of, and I call it, know the animal. You know, we talk about all these wonderful things, but wait until the shit hits the fan. Mm. And then you get to find out what you're like and what the other person is Mm. like.
1: Yeah. We've had the shit hit the fan a couple of
2: times yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in our yeah. life. so Divorces, that that you kind, kind of up.
3: trust is yeah. powerful. Because mm-hmm. then, if something does happen and you're hurting, there's a part of me that knows that trust that Lynn and I are going to work this through. It may take two or three days or two or three weeks.
0: You know, it's not only about having trust, and uh, for me, it's it's this idea of faith that polyamory is a pr- is correct. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say seven years ago I might not have been one hundred percent confirmed that polyamory really works because we have so few role models. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not only but I have more faith in Dawn. I have faith in Karen. Right? That and I have faith in myself that as things come up, we're gonna figure out how to deal with those mm-hmm. things because I can look back now you have history over the last seven years, I can say over mm-hmm. the last seven years, we have dealt with Someone's dating someone new. Someone breaks up with someone. Someone is dating someone who I despise. Mm -hmm. Have we had that happen? I hope not.
1: not. (laughs) Um, Well, (laughs) not like despise is a strong word, but there may have been (laughs) a a dislike. Feeling feeling like they're not treating your person as well as you're more
2: comfortable with than others.
0: And there's certain people where I think, you know, that's, I don't think I would have chosen that person for you, but. I'm also not making that choice. they were nice choice. at the time. They were nice at the time. <laughs> so we're just about out of time. Let me ask you guys some quick no. questions after Dawn makes this comment. Okay.
1: No, no, no. Because I had a quick question, too. Um, do you guys find that, because we talked about this in the, in the first show, do you guys find that as you've matured and grown with your relationship skills that you handle jealousy better? Or has jealousy totally disappeared for you? Mm, oh, gosh. It hasn't all. totally
2: disappeared. No. That's for sure. I think I handle it quicker. Okay. I don't know if I handle it any better, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like I move through it quicker, and Dan actually has a phrase that has quickly become my favorite new phrase, too, where if if I'm feeling that sense of jealousy, um, that it's, this isn't wrong, it's uncomfortable, you know, because nothing that that we're doing is wrong, but I may feel uncomfortable right now, and remembering our tools to help each other through that uncomfortable yeah. feeling, but not making someone feel that they're doing anything wrong, which yeah. I don't think any of us intentionally made anyone feel they were doing anything wrong. But even just saying that phrase, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I move through things quicker mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I used to. Yeah. I like I'm that. with you on that
4: one. I, get some, I like
0: that. Get some quick uh, answers to that one as we mm-hmm. wrap up. Uh, Julie Jesse? I've, <clears throat> I've got a long ways to go. Yeah. And, and the reason I say that is
3: because our current dynamic, dynamic right now, I'm jealous of the fact that I can't spend as much time with my partner as I want because she has health issues. Mm. So there's a whole caretaker role and resentment and things that can float in there. And so with me right now, I'm not that concerned about bringing in another partner right now because here's a partner, that, Lynn, that I want to spend more time with.
4: Okay. Lynn, jealous? Tell us a I I think I'd have to agree with Karen that it's not so much better, but that it's easier for me to identify mm-hmm. the yeah. feelings, put a name to them, and then uh, I can work through things a little bit easier. Yeah, I'm with Dumb. you
1: on that one. So yeah, much much quicker. So and not uh, there's not as much stuff that makes me jealous anymore, and um, I think that comes to play because there's more confidence. And who I am and what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. what I have and what I've created. So yes, Mm. I still have jealous moments, but yeah, they're not all consuming like they used to be. So I can pick them out and and move on sometimes with a little work from my partner.
0: For me, it's, um, I understand that one of the keys is to truly understand the difference between jealousy and envy. So like Mm. you said, Lynn, I identify it quicker, but I identify what it is and then what you know, it's the whole uncomfortable versus wrong. I recognize today that when I feel jealous, it's not because of a partner's done something. It is because there's a lack, there's a self-confidence.
1: Yeah. For
0: me, this is my terminology. There's always, jealousy is a self-confidence issue. Something about my self-confidence needs to be addressed. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people cool. may or may not buy that. But that's, for me, how I look at it. And, and like Karen said, I go through it. It's faster. I say, oh, look, jealousy, but it's not the days, like Don was saying, right? I don't have the days of being mopey and all that. It's more of a quicker, oh, jealousy, well, okay.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the big these things, too, that I actually do remember him saying at a Poly Columbus meeting before he and I got together was that jealousy is not always a bad thing. It's what you do with it because it's still a tool of how to look at yourself and to see what's going on in yourself to, mm-hmm. to grow or not grow as you choose, okay. so.
2: Oh. And can I just say one quick thing about the labels? Yeah, I absolutely. Get, um, I think for me, I, I struggle with labels because I don't feel like there's good ones out there. I mean, as far as like, you know, the whole triad versus, I, I've st- just started using Nesting Partner for yeah. you and Dawn because you're the two people that I live with. Um, but I think my what I've learned to do is I get attached to whatever label I'm currently using. Mm-hmm. Other than I consider myself polyamorous, I'm my kind of aha moment was like, I don't think the polyamorous piece will change. But any other a, a title or label or whatever that I use could change at some point. Mm-hmm. Already has changed yeah. in the last seven years, you know. Um, and I think that's been useful to just not be attached to whatever it is that I'm using right now because it, it could change. Because
1: you have a new completely. label of grandma we have a new yeah. label of grandparents so <laughs> right. yeah, we got grandkids right. we got grandkids in the mix Yes, yeah, so, so since the first show. <laughs> there's, oh a yeah. <laughs> there's a seven year difference there's a seven wow. year difference because she's six, I mean ours is six yours just turned one, yeah, yeah. wow
0: uh, Alright, one last question then we'll wrap this thing up and Don, I'll start with you yes, and sure. I'll ask each of you this one and um, Don, the your first happy poly moment of the day? My first
1: happy Polly moment of the day?
0: Yeah. Doesn't have to be me. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, Big B sent me a cockpit, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I woke up to a naughty picture on my phone saying, thinking of you. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Oh, top that. right. Right. Now I'm i I can't top that. I
4: don't know. <laughs> um... I guess, Julian, you need to send me more cockpicks. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn's out there. Big the D's out
3: there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, I'll skip that. Um, I think the, I was having a fantasy become a reality. And a typical guy think, oh, I get to have sex with two women. That was the starting place. And today? Then, no, no, not today. <laughs> way back when
2: okay, right, I was thinking oh, today happy poly, yeah, poly moment I was wondering about this story today.
3: I haven't oh. had one yet
2: oh. 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 So, I mean, I'm, still,
3: I'm still waking up from, from last night
2: and it given touch. you to <laughs>
0: forward him that cockpit no no, no no Karen have you had a happy Polly moment this morning um, you yeah. can even go into last night if you need to
2: well that was technically this morning Good call, good call. So, then I have two, I think, because my happy poly moment from very, very early this morning was I did get to talk to, i have to come up with the name, Tall L. <laughs> okay. Tall L, okay. Because <laughs> um, I don't have permission to use his name yet. Um, after he and his son had had a really fun night, so it was nice to get a chance to talk last night when I didn't think I was going to. But today, day-wise, I actually had a very ha- happy poly moment doing this, um, just talking and reflecting and... When I made the statement that through the journey, I do feel very complete in my poly life right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel very just kind of... It's kind of neat. Peaceful and content and at ease. And I think that there were balancing things that were needed that I didn't realize I needed. And I just feel like that's all here. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very happy poly moment. Yeah. I, I, I
0: think for me, it was... Um, I had a... Um, the play partner walked by while I was talking to Dawn and a couple friends, and I was saying something about the play partner, and the play partner just happens to walk by, and I said, come here, play partner, and I made, the play, I made a point on the play partner of what I was talking about, and I got to watch Dawn's face check out for a moment, and I recognized I didn't do anything wrong, this is not a big deal, this is not a weekend crusher. Like, we used to have these things that happened during the weekend where I would say, oh, fuck, I guess the weekend's over now. It was more of a, yes, I, I noticed a moment there, and we'll talk later if we have to, but I'm going to still have a great weekend because yeah. it's just a little moment. And I'm sitting here, Greg, which Karen's part? giving me the <laughs> death stare of... It's uh-huh. funny, I don't remember this on the girl report. <laughs> sure,
3: this is real quick. You just gave me my poly moment because it's like uh, I'm re- I've realized that I've got a partner that I can walk through the world with that, I, that is interested in exploring the same things I am.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know and you were talking about just being fulfilled and it's like so we're here at this event this weekend we haven't even mentioned where we're at yet so we're at COPE talking about this this is why we're all together because we all don't live in the same area so that's why we're not doing the audio (laughs) conference we're actually sitting here together Um, but yeah very fulfilled so I mean I've got I've got Dan of so many years I've got big D of a few years and then I've actually got the play partners and I was just mentioning to Julian uh, earlier today that, yeah, all my play partners that are here, none of them are Polly, but we still have a good time. <laughs> as one of them walked by and I gave him a kiss, and as another one walked by and he gave me a great big hug. And, you know, so it's just very fulfilling and it's fun and it's very different than what it was seven years yeah. ago when I was still trying to figure out who I was. And even though we've been doing co-amory for, what, nine years off and on, you know, I still hadn't gotten to that point where I had blossomed as a person and I feel like I've blossomed. It's very fulfilling. I mean, I'm still open to another relationship. Not that I have time, but, you know, I stay open. But, uh, yeah, Hi, it's just we're very gonna fulfilling. Wrap, we're
0: going to wrap this thing up with, the same, uh, with this round of questions. Dawn, i got to start with you. That just quick, quick answers. What kind of underwear do you wear?
1: Right now, pink.
0: <laughs> Lynn, do you ever go commando? No. Julian? You
1: really <laughs> need to think about it. Have
0: you ever had a wet dream and orgasmed in your sleep? Yes. And finally, Karen, how big is my penis? Because <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell don't want that L- poly answer. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Bye, Dawn.
2: Nice. Thank you. Bye.